Hello, Jen here. Thank you so much for clicking on this podcast. As I'm recording this intro, myself and Kiki have met each other and had a wonderful time in doing so, but more of that in the next episode. I'm apologising to our listeners ahead of this episode. That's not the end of that sentence. There's a high-pitched noise that comes from Kiki at some point. Very sorry to any earphone users if, the, in case the level later doesn't sort it. Thanks again for clicking on this podcast. I hope you enjoy listening. Well, that's a very unlikely circumstance. Thanks. Hello, and welcome to Crimes Aids Comedy. This is the podcast where we discuss British comedy. Hello, I am Jen. I am one of the hosts of this podcast. Kiki is another. Hello. Hello. So, before we even get to the Taskmaster bit of this podcast, I think we need to mention the news. Okay. Right, hang on. To just give everyone a perspective, sorry, before we start, I'm going to see Jen in two days' time, and um, yes. nail polish has chipped off. So as I'm talking, I'm running around trying to find my nail polish. Yeah. Anyway. So, so the new Taskmaster lineup. It's remarkable. First of all, Victoria Cora Mitchell's on it. Incredible news. I think the last episode of this podcast, we like, sort of, I don't know. Well, we actually did plan to do a Series 12 prediction, but now it's already been announced. But we were saying, like, we literally didn't even bring Victoria into the question. We sort of eliminated her straight away because we were like, there's no way that she would ever do it, which makes it even more remarkable in a way. I just can't believe it. I cannot believe it at all. And also on the lineup, first of all, Gus Khan, who I think is brilliant because I've seen Man Like Mobina. And also, I think he's such, he just seems like such a good fit for Taskmaster. And I know I've said that many times about Mike, and he has been fabulous. So I'm very much looking forward to Have you said the full lineup yet? No. Uh, there's also, who else is on it? Morgana Robinson, who was very funny on Travel Man and was also in Inside Number Nine. So it's also Desiree Birch. Alan Davies. So exciting, Alan Davies. And who's the other person? I feel like we've forgotten someone. Um, Victoria Corrin Mitchell, Gus Khan, Morgana Robinson, Desiree Birch. And Alan Davies, there's only five. And Alan Davies, oh, we've done it. It's an amazing lineup and it's very, very exciting. And it's not coming out until September, which is upsetting. But, but I'm hoping maybe Champion of Champions will be aired sort of during the summer then, maybe? Hopefully, yeah. So, yeah, just wanted to talk about that first. Actually, the first one we've got to talk about is the first episode of the new series of Motherland. I have seen all of it. You've watched all of it? I've seen all of Motherland. No. You don't know? I don't know what. I thought you just watched, like, the next one or two. I've seen all of it. Oh, I can't... Oh, that's ridiculous. Right. So, the first episode of the series. The first about a knit pandemic it was very, very good and well written, and I very much enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, this was the one where they sort of parodied the COVID, parodied probably parodied the COVID briefings with like a briefing about the knit pandemic in the school. So <laughs> Emily Lloyd, Emily Lloyd Sane, who was in Kunkan of the Humans, are you blow drying your hair? No, blow drying your nails live on the podcast. Very professional of me. Mute yourself. <laughs> so um, I'm just going to keep talking about Motherland. So, yeah, the knit pandemic thing was clever. One of the lines was, uh, you should ask your Jill, see if she thinks Bill's ill. 
ask your ask your Joe if she thinks Bill's ill. I think Liz said, yeah, it's Liz who said that. So I've just written, I've literally just written Tanya Muda, full stop, because I've always thought she was very brilliant since she joined the cast in the second series. And yeah, oh, she's just so brilliant. I didn't like Meg at first. Oh, Meg is so brilliant. I do now. What else? I've also written, in the same format, I've written Anna Maxwell Martin because there is literally no one who can somehow who can just be that stressed there is nobody on earth that can go and make it sound like acting yeah exactly and just make noises and words it's a genuine noise she made and it sounded good so i wonder whether a lot of the things that she says i wonder if they're in the script it's just sort of julie's stressed i always wonder to what degree have they actually written things for Anna Maxwell Martin? But, yeah, even if they are in the script, oh, she's so, such a good actress. She's been very prominent on the telly at the moment as Carmichael in Line of Duty. Yeah. Still not seen any of the episodes of Carmichael in there. I haven't, actually. I'm only on series three, but I must finish. Anyway, I've not, I have got notes again this episode, obviously, but I've not actually... I actually have written a little bit for my land. I've also written, you look like a shiny little conker. Who said that? Julia said it to Liz because she had all sort of knit stuff in her hair. And also, though, saying, I think I said this on the last episode, but saying that, you know, pointing out all the really good bits, I I just didn't enjoy this episode as much as usual. And that has actually happened before, in that there's sort of been an episode that I've sort of thought, oh, that's all right, and then like the next episode has just been like ridiculously good but yeah I just think but yeah it was still still all right still good but yeah I just didn't enjoy it as much as usual that's why I was actually quite tempted to sort of watch episode two when it was on iPlayer even though I'm watching them one a week even though you've jumped ahead of me Jen and I vowed to watch them week by week and within two weeks I'd abandoned that and watched all of them but I won't spoil it I won't spoil it but crikey it gets good oh don't even right. Is that all we've got to say on Motherland? I think it might be. Um, there's been three episodes so far. They're all very good. Oh, nice. And also, so Motherland was back, and then on the same night, Inside Number Nine was back, which is just such yeah. a good. I have only seen one episode. I've only seen the one with Gemma Whelan in, which I was very excited for because Gemma Whelan is always amazing in everything she's in. Yeah, uh, Gemma Whelan was so good in it. But I, other than that, I didn't understand what was going on. Um, I think I did actually start listening to the podcast, but then I didn't actually get to the bit where they sort of spoke about what the ending meant. Um, so they have like a podcast called Inside Inside Number Nine that Steve and Reese do. Yeah, it's about um, like the episode and the making of the episode and what the episode's about. And I think a lot of people do listen to it if they didn't understand the ending. My um, favourite bit of the episode was Gemma Whelan broke the fourth wall a lot. Someone said to her, stop fleabagging. And she said, I'm not fleabagging. I'm Mirandering. Such fun. Yes. And I just thought that was immensely clever. I thought it was very, very clever. Though. Yeah. Uh, what else have I got to say on this? Um, so actually, there was a lot of good jokes in it. So I just sort of sat back and enjoyed those because I didn't understand anything else. I won't spoil the end, but 
as it always is with Inside Number Nine, you never see it coming and it's always really dark. You've gone, oh, it's always really dark and now I'm going to tell you some of my favourite jokes from the episode. There was a really great joke where they said like, oh, I want some chicken for my sandwiches or something. And then the other character said lean. And then he sort of leaned to one side and said, can you get me some chicken for my sandwiches or ham or whatever it was. And the other one was, um, they were talking about a boat and then like a destination on a boat or something and one of them said Chicago and then <laughs> and then the response was no she was just a passenger I felt they're quite they're a bit Tim Vine-esque maybe those jokes what was the next the next one next one was the one about the fan and the Simon says yeah I didn't understand what was going on I wasn't particularly interested in the guest star so I turned it off oh awful ending was very clever it was really dark and really odd but yeah, so it's about a writer with a large fan base, and then I think like he had an altercation with someone outside a pub or something, and they died, and another fan had sort of had it on, had been recording it, and then they made an agreement to make the fans episode of the show, so that the footage won't be like sent anywhere. So I think actually the sort of mega fan thing the sort of creepy fan was something that Stephen Reese wanted to do in League of Gentlemen and then but they sort of <laughs> didn't want to offend their own fans I think I think it's something that they wanted to do with Les McQueen I don't know whether this was sort of their interpretation of that deciding to do it later actually it feels really odd as well talking about like Inside Number 9 and League on this podcast because it doesn't particularly feel like Britcom it feels like Britcom's a niche thing and then Inside Number 9 and League are sort of a separate niche thing uh well so this felt strangely sort of natural it sort of felt like you'd seen it before a little bit maybe so yeah in Sandman 9 the second one was a very clever twist and it was very good we've actually we've spoken about this in the wrong order i think because <laughs> we didn't talk about the second motherland but i'm just going to continue from where i was uh well so mot the week was also back the same week as this so there's a lot of new stuff going on you don't watch Mott the Week do you? No I've seen one episode. That's so ridiculous because it's like my favourite panel show uh, so yeah this was the first episode of the new series and it was Rhys James, Macy Adam, Ishan Akbar, Angela Barnes, Alistair Beckett King. That's a nice lineup. And yeah obviously Hugh. Yeah I quite like that. Oh I've literally written two things about this so, oh, oh, you should have watched this because they had, they've still got a virtual audience, right? And do you know how you can have a background? There was a man sat watching Would I Lie to You, wasn't there? There was a man and his background was the set of Would I Lie to You. It was so ridiculous. And also, what else have I written? Oh, yeah, and Ishan did a rap about COVID briefings and it took him so many times to get it right, but it's very good. What else? It wasn't the Taskmaster final that week as well. It, I think it was the one before. Maybe it was, I think it might have even been episode eight, this one. So there was an improv bit at the start, wasn't there? Do you know, like the little bit that Greg and Alex do at the start? Mm. So Greg said, like, oh, Alex is going to do a bit of improv, obviously put him completely on the spot and got each contestant to say, so like, oh, he's going to do a dance in this style to this music and sing about this. And I think it was actually... It was really similar to a bit that got cut out, I think it was Series 8, where he said, where Greg said, oh yes, Alex has got a very special ta- talent in that he can make a song about any historical event. 
on the spot and obviously couldn't. And so I think it was Greg who just said, oh, yeah, just tell me anything. And someone in the one person in the audience just screamed, the coronation of Queen Elizabeth. And then they sort of made him make a rap, well, a song out of that. That's incredible. But it got cut out. It was in the outtakes. Oh. Like, do you know the ones that they put on YouTube? Mm. I've put Don't Think... Oh, so this was the metronome task. So they had a metronome. Now, to say metronome between each click of the metronome... Like this, like... Like... Metronome. 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 Yeah. Oh, that's hard. They had to do it while they were doing other tasks, so, like, eat three poppadoms and, like, blow up a balloon larger than your head and then wrap it up. She'd be going... Metronome. Metronome. Oh, that's hard. So, but Jamal, and I don't think this should have counted, he just recorded him saying metronome on his phone. And it wasn't even metronome, because by the end, I think he was just saying metronome or something. So, And then he played that, and I don't think that should have counted. I don't think that should have counted. But Greg gave him about eight points, though. I know, there was actually a bit, I don't know which episode it was, where Jamal, he said, normally just do any old nonsense and you'll give me points for it, so I've brought this in, in the prize task. Yeah. Which, I mean, was fair enough. Oh, Charlotte did some accents in this. They had to make, like, the most memorable, like, safety announcement for a plane or something. They had to record it in an accent and then act it out. And, yeah, Charlotte did some accents. And her safety announcement was very good. She did some, um, she did a Geordie accent. She did a Scottish accent. But to do the Scottish accent, she kept having to say Lorraine Kelly in a Scottish accent. Like us, when we go Kelly McDonald. Yeah, when we go Kelly McDonald from Line of Duty. Kelly McDonald from Line of Duty. Yeah. Well, what did she say? Lorraine Kelly. Lorraine Kelly. I can't say Lorraine Kelly in a Scottish accent. She did um, a Newcastle accent as well, and she couldn't do it without saying Cheryl Cole, South Shields. Cheryl, Cheryl, Cheryl Cole. Cheryl. Cheryl Cole, South Shields. No. My um, geography teacher called her Cheryl Crow the other day. <laughs> Cheryl Crow. Cheryl Cool. I can't actually, yeah, I can't do a Geordie accent. Isn't that the only place in the north that you've been to, Newcastle? That's changing next week. No, this week. Oh, I thought I just muted yourself. So, um, actually, a mic safety announcement was really good as well. And I think, so we did it all in German. And at, uh, at some point in it, he said, I would like to fly with cheese and I don't know where the train station is. So I wrote leg task was good. And then I looked back at it. Yeah, I, I was reading through the notes just now. I thought, what have I done there? Have I made a typo? Because I've not got a clue what was on about. And I remembered that it was a t- the live task where Greg had to guess whether they were standing on one leg or two legs from behind a curtain. And Lee won this episode. That's all I have to say on Taskmaster. And then, so, can I speak about Meet the Richardsons? I didn't watch it, but yes, go ahead. So, I don't know if this was the fifth one. This was the one, I think, where they sort of mentioned that they were going to record a documentary about aliens or UFOs or something. So I assumed it's going to be the Infinite Monkey Cage. And then they just sort of showed clips of the Infinite Monkey Cage from what I can remember. They went to a house in London. Sally Phillips was in it again, which is great because I like Sally Phillips. So I put, what have I put? Oh, yeah, so I've actually seen this episode of Infinite Monkey Cage and it's <laughs> very, very ridiculous and confusing. Which you can't quite tell if it's supposed to be a serious thing or a thing with jokes in or just complete silliness. You can't quite tell, but it's good. I've written Salford because they're in Salford. Did I tell you there were Wumbles in this? 
Womble. There's always Womble. There's always a Womble. In Britcar. Where there's a Womble, there's a way. <laughs> exactly. I don't think we've discussed our um, love for Wombles on the podcast. There's just a lot of great Britcom clips that involve Wombles. My favourite is, well, technically it's not a Britcom clip, it's just an online clip, but they showed it on Ultimate Warrior and it was, um, <laughs> there's a Womble in the bed. My favourite is um, Catherine Parkinson putting a Womble as a mammal in her GCSE biology because I simply can't believe it happened. Oh, yeah. I was going to say it sounds like something I do, but it really doesn't. I know what a womble is. You know what a womble is? I know me womble. Know your onions and know your wombles. That's definitely going to be the title, isn't it? Can the title be Where There's a Womble, There's a Way? I'm trying to take a nice picture for, like, promotional purposes. Hang on. Pose nice. That'll do. Um, yes, also, Russell Howard was in this. Barbara Nice is in it, who I think is very great. And, yeah, I've written that it was funny. And the next thing that we're supposed to be talking about before I messed it up and ho- hopefully have cut it out is um have i got news for you that richard iwadi hosted such a good lineup richard iwadi hosting richard osman as a panelist and saeed avazi as a panelist actually saeed actually did really know me in this but i do think she's funny so um i don't think i've done this in order so so i did actually like this one and i think it's mainly because of the lineup even though i haven't been enjoying this series as much as usual yeah, and I've just written down a few of my favourite lines. One of them was, Bonnie Tyler was called Tyler, but I wouldn't let her go out my bathroom. I think I've heard that somewhere before. Jaffa cakes are in the biscuit aisle. I think Richard said that. And then Richard Iowardi said, I'm sometimes in the biscuit aisle. Well, that doesn't make me a biscuit in sort of argument that a Jaffa cake is a cake. I think a Jaffa cake's biscuit. I don't know. Catherine Parkinson, Catherine Parkinson thinks it's a biscuit. Oh yeah, Catherine Parkinson once got emotional at how much she loves Jaffa cakes. Yeah, she um, was on Sunday brunch and cried over them. Yeah, uh, I've proper messed this up, but <laughs> have I got news for you? There was another one that Ramesh Rang and Nathan host, and then Lem Sisse and Joe Brand were panellists. And so it isn't kept on iPlayer for very long, like each episode, because even the early ones from this series aren't on there anymore. And yeah, I literally I haven't written anything about this because I haven't been, even though I enjoyed the one with the lineup that I liked. I, haven't, I just haven't been enjoying this series as much, but I didn't mind this one. So, yes, that is all, I think. And so also we've got the next Motherland to talk about. So this was Motherland episode two. So so the second Motherland was... So this is the one where they were going around all the schools. And I think... I don't know. I just think if... I don't know. If the kids go into secondary school, either in this series or if they do a next series in that series, I think it might feel a bit odd. Because that's sort of the concept of the show. And also, aren't some of the people's kids, aren't like some of the characters' kids a lot younger than the others, so it doesn't really make sense they're all going at the same time. I thought that. And then I've written, I've done it again, I've written Anna Maxwell Martin, full stop, and then I've written in brackets, in fact, everyone, because everyone's really good in it. I thought Lucy Punch was very good in this one. Yeah, I was going to say, I think Diane Morgan and Lucy Punch have been really good this series. Diane Morgan's always brilliant. Well, everyone is. Nina from Cuckoo was in this. I don't actually know the actress's name. She's been in quite a few things. I feel like her name's Rose. Have I made that up? Also, I've written down that Amanda, in this series, she's not as intolerable as usual. No, I didn't think so. It's almost as if you feel sorry for her. But I feel like they tried to do that in series one. Oh, Kevin mentioned Suits, as in the TV show. Oh, yes. I've written The Leaf. Oh, I think it's because, like all of a sudden he had a branch in his hand 
like a, some leaves in his hand. I don't know. Came round, not knowing what to do with it. And that's a bit of a odd end for for the chat about Motherland, but that's all I have written. There's been many, many episodes. I've seen all of them. Very much recommend. So I think the next thing will be Taskmaster episode nine. Must be. Which I didn't actually watch when it was on telly. I watched it on all four yesterday. Can't remember. Maybe I've seen it. I, d- I really don't know. It was the one where the, so the prize task was bringing the nattiest knitwear. Maybe I. Oh no, I don't know. I can't remember. I've just written Jamali. I think it maybe because he was funny. Also in this one as well, there was a model Taskmaster house and it looked really cool. On like an island, and they had to sort of emulate weather. And the most realistic one won. That's so cool. Yeah, Charlotte and Lee's attempts were really good, actually, even though I think Lee got not many points for it. Emulate weather, that's so cool. Yeah, just like pretend weather. I quite like that. In a sort of little, yeah. And <laughs> so Charlotte was really, really, she put some rain on it. I think she might have, I can't remember if it was her who made thunder noises and sort of made fake lightning. I made it look as convincing as possible. Whereas Jamali just set it on fire, which actually I don't think he was meant to do. He was trying to get the effect of like thunder and lightning and set a bit of it on fire. And then the next task was, so they had to, there were some squares and they had to get some yogurt in the squares. In order to do that, they had to make a big tower and then topple it over so that the yogurt landed in some of the squares in so Sarah didn't know what a drill was in this task and then so Sarah and so she quoted Abraham Lincoln and they sort of discussed it in the studio and then bizarrely the exact same task Lee had referenced the same quote did that have anything to do with the task uh I don't know maybe maybe a little bit maybe that's why but and um also yeah so they had a tower and Alex was wearing a hard hat and uh, oh yeah, it was really good because so I think when the thing fell and sort of a couple of them went the wrong way when they toppled the towers over, and I think one of a couple of the contestants just sort of loudly swore, and then and then Mike said, "Get yourself to a safe space." Oh, Mike! I like Mike. He's so brilliant. So and then the next task was a spinning camera. So the camera spun, and each time it spun towards them, they had to look different from the past one. They did that in Series 7. Oh, no, that was with a lift. Oh, yeah, it's very similar. I didn't think of that. Well, they had to, like, change their appearance most. I guess it was very similar. Everyone's attempts were good, and then I put in brackets, maybe not Jamali's. Um, Charlotte's was clever because instead of sort of rushing to get changed, she put a fence in front of her with the outfit on and then just sort of stood behind the fence so you can see her head and then the outfit on the fence and then oh this was so brilliant so do you know the long stage that they have long stage yes yeah that bit of stage no one really reacted to it but Alex called it the nap it because I don't know if you've seen when she falls off when she goes I watched this clip the other day and Alex said it goes Alex says make sure not to fall off the edge and Jess goes yeah all right Alex as if any of us are going to fall off the edge and then literally five seconds later she plummets off the edge. So what they had to do on the nappet was they had to um, get these my cat's got one right where they, like it's like a fish like a toy fish and it like flat and they had like a sweeping brush sort of object and they had to sort of shove it the furthest to 
like the closest to the target. And then they did some fish puns, so they called Lee Lee Mackerel and Pike was... No! <laughs> and Mike was Pike Wozniak. <laughs> Pike was... <laughs> Pike was Mike. And then I've put Sarah's Fallen, but I can't remember why. I hope she, did, she didn't do an app it, I know that. I don't actually know what the next thing is. I think it's probably Mock the Week. I feel like I've proper messed this up, probably because I have in some way. Anyway, so Mock the Week, this was the second episode of the series... So this was Reese James, Edburn, Felicity Ward, Catherine Bohart, Darren Harriet, and Hugh. You actually watched a bit of this, though, didn't you? Which one? The one with Felicity Ward. I did not. Oh, I watched a very brief. Oh, yeah, but it was it was good. It was it was funny. So so there was a bit of a running joke in the episode about Reese and being young, as usual, but still very good. So my favourite bits. Well, yeah, so that was one of my favourite bits. And then also scenes we like to see, in particular the blockbuster movies. But I haven't actually written down any of the jokes that I liked, but that was my favourite bit of the episode. And Hugh is just being so ridiculous. So, yeah, it was very funny. <laughs> All I've written for Meet the Richardson's episode six is, my mum had a chicken that used to come in and watch Coronation Street. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening to that bit of the episode. Um <laughs> Motherland episode the mother what the Mother's Day episode of Motherland I think this was episode three I I really enjoyed that one episode three so, so this was World Book Day as well and it was just oh, so chaotic Julie had just like had forgotten and just gave one of the kids an umbrella and then took her t-shirt off and gave that to the other kid um what else Liz and Sam it's very nice to see Liz and Sam still because I didn't actually think that Sam would be in this series farmer man amanda sent her child in as the boy from normal people oh yeah i just thought was remarkable i literally wasn't paying attention i don't think in the previous episode when liz said she got a job doing ubers because i just watched this episode and thought why is she an uber driver yeah exactly and yeah so she's got a job sort of driving ubers Despite in the first series, the several yellow tickets stuck all over her fridge. And actually, does Liz still live in that flat? Like, do they still have that? I don't think, um, I don't know, maybe. Because I liked that. It was really chaotic and she used to freeze the tea bags and a hummus. And that was really Liz. And now she just lives in like a little, yeah, where's that gone? What's happened to it? And also, Kevin like forgot to cancel his flower order or something so then he turned up at Lizzie's door and just gave them to her and she said um you know I'm not your mum right I've put Diane slash Liz so brilliant because yeah I really enjoy watching them <laughs> Diane and Liz both of them yeah exactly and Joanna Lumley was in this which I was so excited when it was yeah. announced Joanna Lumley was in it because when she when it was announced she'd just been in Finding Alice and we really really liked that yeah also, because it's Joanna Lumley. Because it's Joanna Lumley. Exactly. I've put... Oh, yeah, so Liz and Kevin, they sort of write them as good friends, don't they? But I really want to see more of Liz and Meg. I've been say- saying this since, like, sort of... You've got to watch series three, episode four. Oh, <gasps> have I? There's a nice Liz and Meg moment. Oh, yay. It's oh, I'm going to watch it tonight. Oh, yes, so excited. Lovely. That's all I've got to say on Motherland. I'm looking forward to watching the next one now. The next thing is inside number nine. This was the Sean Clifford one. I barely watched that one, but I know the ending. 
Um, Sean Clifford had an, like a Cockney accent in it. Was it a Cockney accent? She sounded so different. It was hilarious. I can't actually remember what she sounds. Does she sound posh normally? She usually sounds a bit like me. Oh, does she? The first bit of this episode, it sort of seemed like um, there was an episode called Zanzibar, which I haven't actually seen in full, but it sort of reminds me of that. A lot of people were saying that. Zanzibar, yeah, because it was set in a hotel. And so basically this episode was about, it was set in a hotel room and a man hired a professional lip reader to see what his wife was doing because she was like having an affair or something. Yeah. And but all I've actually written is this. So Reese's character was funny. He played sort of someone who worked at the hotel and kept coming in and moaning at the man who was staying in the hotel. I think it was called Felix. It was, yeah, it was clever. I just, I don't know how Reese and Steve think of these things. I think Sean Clifford is always amazing, no matter what she yeah, I've written that Sean Clifford was really good in it. I just, yeah, I like Sean Clifford. I like Sean Clifford. She was very good in Quiz. Yes, that was so good. I could tell, I could talk for days about Quiz, honestly. It was just amazing. So good. I've not watched it in ages. I've only watched it like once, pretty much. I watched it once. It was on telly, but I want to rewatch it. Do you want to talk about the Taskmaster final now? I watched it, but barely paid attention because I was waiting for the lineup to be announced. But. Charlotte was just adorable. I love her. You you say you're paying very little attention, but you didn't have to be paying much attention to notice that Mike, Mike has a Mohican or a Mohawk. What? I don't know what the difference is. No, I don't. I think they're the same thing, maybe. I think maybe one's American. The prize task was the thing that makes you look hard or something. And so Lee brought in a wire coat hanger, which is a story that he told on something. It might have been Emily Dean's podcast, or he said the first time he met Oh, Neil Webster again in this podcast. First time he met Neil Webster, who works in TV, but he does he, oh, he has a podcast with Neil, and he says that the first time he ever met Neil, he got mugged and then he wouldn't go out. But he decided to go out with a wire coat hanger on his head because his thinking was that out of all the people you can mug, why would you mug the person with the wire coat hanger on their head? Which he's not wrong, honestly. Yeah, but it's still a strange theory. Yeah, it's quite strange, yeah. Also, so I, when I was re-watching this, I watched Taskmaster Bleeped and they cut out the bit where Sarah nearly killed Alex. I know, I liked that bit as well. Like she, so she had a staple gun and she was just like clicking it and then one of them landed in Alex's lip. Oh, it's so, so such danger. Too scary for children. Exactly. I put that, so I think this must have been a task recorded quite early because oh well, be, well obviously it was before they filmed the bits in the studio but they had to so I think they were like making they had to make a dinosaur out of things on a photocopier and so some people made Greg but then Jamali thought that Dara O'Brien hosted the show I think yeah I was like, I think sometimes he says stuff. I'm like, are you sure you want to say that? And I just think, what? And also I put that actually, we probably are going to talk about the winner in this, aren't we? But yeah. I'm, like, I would have been really happy with anyone winning because I ended up really liking everyone. Sarah ended up winning, which I, I predicted from the first episode because I think she just sort of gets on with all the tasks and does them in the most efficient way possible. I really like Sarah. And she's in Motherland. She's in series one of Motherland. Oh, yeah. And she wrote Frayed, which Diane Morgan is in, but yes. I haven't watched. 
what else? I think there was a weighing task where they had to like guess or they had to like scientifically work out the weight of Alex's head and feet. That was good. He was dressed as a Roman while that happened. Yeah, I don't know why. That's all I have to say on that on Taskmaster. Does that bring us up to this week? I think maybe there's a Meet the Richardsons that I haven't watched. And also I didn't watch um series no. I didn't watch episode three of Mock the Week. I need to catch up on David Mitchell's Have I Got News for You. Yeah, I've not seen that either, but apparently well everyone was saying that it was David who was like they were all giving him all the like, oh so good, so good. But mm. I assume it was the writers of Have I Got News for You who wrote like a really good like speech about the BBC. Yeah. Maybe it was David. It. I don't know. Yeah, maybe he went off. Because I know Victoria goes off. Maybe. I don't know, you know. Well, I haven't seen it, so I can't possibly comment, actually. I think that just... That's almost everything, apart from... So each week I've been talking about bits of the funny festival, which was sort of a season on, like, BBC Two. I think it was mainly an iPlayer. So yeah. they've been doing stand-up... Like, they did live... A couple of comedians did sets... And then they put put them on the telly each week. So the third one was such a wonderful lineup. It was Kerry Pritchard McLean hosting, Chris McCausen was on there, Jess Foster Q and Dame Baptiste. Such a good lineup. So yeah, I've written that. So actually, Kerry was my favourite act. She was really funny, but I like Dane as well. Kerry compares a lot of things, and and then the next thing, Jess Foster Q was in this as well. So this was. In the other two episodes, I speak, I've spoken about the Festival of Funny Shorts, which is sort of short films that have been put on iPlayer. I don't know whether they've been on the telly as well. And so I've been talking about sort of 15 minutes worth of each one. So the first one was like, it was actually like two minutes long, and then the other one was a bit longer. So I've literally, this one was so short, it was actually two minutes long. But yeah, Jess Foster Q... Um, yeah, it was actually good. I always find it so funny how people can fit stuff into two minutes. Yeah. That's not long at all. I guess that's what sketches are, though, in that it's all mainly the ending, if you've got a good ending. It's an incredible skill to have, to be able to fit multiple funny things into two minutes. The other ones that I watched were, I thought, really, really well-written, clever things. But they weren't. they didn't have jokes in but this one I found fairly funny. Quite liked it. I think Versimilitude is how you'd pronounce this one. So Rachel from Cuckoo is in it. Oh, what, the new one or the old one? I think the most recent one, Esther Smith. I really like her. Ruth Maidley as well. Ah. Oh. And I quite like this because the other ones had been, felt quite quick, but this one, it might have just been because it was 12 minutes long, but it was more of a, like, there was lots of different scenes in it. And also Simon Lowe was in it from mainly CBBC show 4 o'clock club I know him from but it was in the Jeb Mercurio thing as well and that's all I've written I wanted like I haven't made notes particularly about each episode but Alan Partridge this time Alan Partridge has been on and has been funny I haven't I can't yeah I've not seen much of it but the times where I've got to watch bits of it have been funner. Yeah. Yes, because I decided out not really having an opinion on Alan Patrick. I was like, I don't absolutely hate this, but I don't particularly love it. But now I think, it, yeah, it is funny. There doesn't appear to be much in the news section this week. Oh, yes, there does. Yes, there I, is. Can I talk? Can I talk? Oh, talk about Friday night dinner yeah. as well. So, after a very, very long wait, yes, Friday night dinner documentary was on finally last Friday. It was called 
Friday night dinner, 10 years and a lovely bit of squirrel. And it had a little tribute to Paul Ritter at the beginning. Sam's and Greg is very, very good at talking. I've always thought that she's good at talking. And at the end, she said, at the very end, she said, thank you for your support. Keep watching the show. Keep enjoying the show. Keep enjoying life. And most importantly, keep laughing. And I thought it was lovely. But it had some wonderful guests. Claudia Winkleman was there. Jessica Hines, Lou Sanders, David Baddiel. So many people. I just, it was lovely. And it was very funny. And... Trace Ann of course, Mark Heap. Oh, yes. There were some lovely clips of Paul Ritter. Paul Ritter did the documentary as well, didn't he? He did. He must have filmed them mm. just before he died, really. But they were lovely. It was all lovely. It was adorable. It was very, very good, and I highly recommend it. I still have, I haven't seen it. And also, some oh, absolutely fabulous news. Oh, what's happened? Sophie Willen, writer of Alma's Not Normal. The pilot has won a BAFTA. And I... Beat ghosts, didn't it? Yeah. Which has, like, a massive fan base. There's going to be something that I recommend now. Go to Sophie Willen's Instagram and watch her reaction to winning a BAFTA. Have you watched it? Yeah, when she was smoking a cigarette and then she put it down and then ran laps. Yeah, she was just sort of sat at her laptop smoking a cigarette and then she won and just ran she just did loads of laps screaming i've just won a bafta it was in like a, it looked like it was a really quiet area as well and like i think to the point where people came out to see what was going on and she just still screamed i want i just won a bafta i'm so sorry and oh what else did she do and i think she held some people that she did, maybe didn't know and was Aww. like just won a bafta but yeah i'm yeah i think sophie willen is so fabulous so i'm yeah very proud of sophie willen Oh, this isn't strictly British comedy, which I know is a bit off-brand for us, but Friends Reunion. I was thinking, shall we talk about this or shall we not? But I've still not seen it. You've got to watch it. It's incredible. The thing was, though, I have a couple of Friends t-shirts that I wear because I enjoyed Friends. And then, so I wore it sort of not thinking on the day of the reunion. Then people kept kept asking me. They were like, oh, are you watching the reunion tonight? Are you looking forward to the reunion? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I was like, oh, I don't know. I've not seen it in so long. People get talking to me about the reunion. It's very good. It was very, very good. I'm not going to talk too much about it because it's not British, but it was incredible. It was lovely to see them all back together again. Nice. Still not seen it, but I probably will at some point. Uh, what else? Actually, maybe we recorded the last episode after this, but... A couple of weeks ago, two weeks ago, I went down to the studios where they record Catsdale and sort of met a couple of the guests going to the studios. And then we're doing that again on Thursday. Together. So we're doing it together on Thursday. We're meeting each other. We're meeting together in real life. So exciting. The only other bit of news that I appear to have written down is that the reluctant landlord is coming back which I don't think many people know about but is a British comedy written by Ramesh Ranganathan about so he like I think he like inherits a, a pub off his dad and Sean Gibson plays his wife that's incredible so and there's a woman called Yasmin Akram she plays my favorite character Sean Gibson's character isn't actually my favorite my favorite character is um her character I think she's called Julie and yeah, she's just so brilliant. And I was really um, 
upset to find out that they weren't commissioned, that they sort of cancelled it. Well, oh, that they weren't commissioned in the series. So to find out that they've sort of gone back on that decision was very great. There's, see, the thing is, I recommend the show to people because I really enjoyed watching it, but I, there's not really anywhere to watch it. Like, it's, a, it's on Sky One. It's, and it's like, it's never available anywhere to watch. So even I can't find anywhere to watch it. Mainly just people who've sort of happened to have recorded it when it was on, are the people who have it to watch. It is a really good show, but yeah, there's a new series at some point. So, so obviously there'll be someone to watch it because it'll be on Skyward. I must watch. I must. What? Ruts and Landlord. It's really good. Some of the episodes are a bit rude, but it is good. I can't remember much about it. Thing is, in it, Nick Helms in it which is the first thing I ever saw in it. Actually, and also Katie Wicks is in it. She was in very, very briefly in it. That's it. We're done. This was so, so boring. We apologise. Yes, because we had so much to talk about, but hopefully soon. But we've sort of, we're, we're all up to date now so far. Actually, we're not because there's been a motherland and inside number nine on how we've been recording this, but I'm going to go and watch them now and we should, we will talk about them in the next episode. Thank you very much if you got this far. Or if you just skipped to the end. Thanks anyway. Thanks for clicking. The next episode of this podcast, we probably will have met. Very exciting. That's remarkable. So, yes, thank you very much for listening. Thank you for your time, as always. Bye. We've been Kiki and Jen. <laughs> <laughs>